Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. Our sermon lesson this evening will be based on Luke's account of our Savior's birth found in Luke chapter 2. It's our tradition here at The Way to stand to give glory to the Word made flesh and the works of Jesus, yes, including his birth. Here is Luke chapter 2, the good news of our Savior's birth. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Authentic. Authentic is the Merriam-Webster Dictionary Word of the Year for 2023. Now, the experts and the editors over at Merriam-Webster, they just compile the data. They don't speculate as to why this would be the Word of the Year, why so many people rush to their dictionary to look it up. But let's. Let's guess. Let's offer up our theories this evening as why so many people are figuratively and literally going to a dictionary to look up the meaning, what it means to be authentic. Could it be that the line between real and fake has become so blurred that people don't even know what it means anymore? Could it be that in in an age where AI has, has really taken off and perpetuated so many things that are artificial, an antonym of authentic, well, we just don't know. We, we don't know. Did a student really write that exam? Did a politician really make that video? Did a celebrity really wear that and do that? Is the line blurred between what's real and fake. Authentic, it has a number of definitions, and that's the first. But the second, maybe that, that we want to be people whose characters are authentic. Could it be that that's really what we're all just searching for? Earlier this year, Prince Harry released a book saying that he just wanted to tell his story and his words so that people knew his authentic character. Taylor Swift. You've heard about her Eras tour. Yes, 
I know you all have. She's doing it all, why? Just to find her authentic voice, she says. And Elon Musk at the World Leadership Summit before world politicians and leaders, he encouraged everybody to just be authentic online. Could that be it? That we're all just having an authenticity crisis? Authentic, whether you're having an authenticity crisis or not, we do want to know what's real. We askew things that are fake. We want to be people who are known as authentic in character. And that brings us to the third one, worthy of acceptance as, as, as based on fact. We're looking for for something that we can hang our hats on, something that we can build the foundation of our lives on so we can know the difference between fake and real, so we can be people who well, have an authentic character. And friends, I, well, I have good news that Christmas, the Christmas message, it offers all of that. I thought about calling tonight's Christmas message an authentic Christmas message, a message of authenticated news, of authentic good that will cause authentically great joy for, for all people. That was a little long, so I thought we'd just go with what the Bible says, and that is that there is good news that will cause great joy. But as we dive into Luke chapter 2, the good news of our Savior's birth, what we're going to do is divide it up and, and look at three things. The fact that Christmas is simply authentic news. It's just that. But it's good news, authentic good news. And it does, in fact, cause authentic joy. We're going to wrap up by asking, how, how do you know? How do you know if you, in fact, are someone who, who lives with authentic joy, true, not fake, but real lasting joy? Luke chapter 2, it is the good news, the authenticated good news of Christmas. Christmas is a season that, that is really good at bringing up all the warm and fuzzies, is it not? I mean, you just think about the songs that are sung at Christmas. In fact, the Christmas song, how does it go? It goes, chestnuts roasting over the open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your toes. You can just feel it, right? You can smell the turkey roasting in the oven and everyone knows that that's what makes things comfy and cozy. Part of that nostalgia? Well, it's what we read just a moment ago, Luke chapter two. When I read that, what came to mind as you heard and there were shepherds living out in the fields that night? Well, you thought of all the Christmas pageants, the kids in bathrobes, but I bet I know which child most of us thought of. It's, it's Linus. It's Linus dressed up, and you can hear that childlike voice, and lo, there were shepherds living in the field, and, and what? They were sore afraid. Luke 2 is often a part of the warm and cozies, the fuzzies and the feelings, but if that's all we get out of Christmas, we're, we're missing the point that Luke had for us. Luke chapter 2, it, it's not about feelings, although it, it does make us feel something. It's about facts. It's not about the sensationalized. It's about arousing your senses to the realities that took place 
the night Jesus was born. Yeah, it certainly does bring up a whole lot of feelings for us, but just for a moment, set aside your nostalgia with Luke chapter two and think through what is taking place. Luke is writing, like this is simply a news report. There was a census. Here's who was in charge when there was a census. Here's why Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem, their lineage. Here's what happened when she was there. A boy was born. It was their first. He wore crude clothes. And then the one thing that is a bit sensationalized, angels that would make any press conference look like child's play come out. But not even them is it hyped. No, it's laser focused. This is what they said. Shepherds, here's the sign. Go find it. They did. They were excited. But Mary, she just pondered it all up. If we set aside for just a moment all of the feelings that we have with Christmas and the reading of Luke chapter 2, we see at its very essence, it's simply news. And why am I going on to make this point that what you have in in Luke chapter 2 is authentic news, news that you can trust, news that is facts? It's because that is the gift that God wants to give you at Christmas time. It's the certainty of authenticity. Did you know that's how Luke started out his gospel? Did you know that Luke really was just a reporter? He began Luke chapter one, talking about news by saying this. Very first verses of Luke one begin by him saying with this in mind, Since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have taught. Why does it matter? Why why are we taking the time to make what might seem like an obvious point that, that Christmas is, at its very essential core, authenticated news? It's because God wants to give you the the gift, the gift of certainty, authenticated certainty. In an age where, yeah, for, for so many things, there's a blur between what's real and fake, where it's in vogue to be skeptical about things. We at times also feel a very strong pull to know what our lives are based on, what, what is true and good. And here God gives it to us. Call this the first reason why it's worth zeroing in on the fact that this is authentic news and why it matters. But I have another reason. This one's maybe more personal, more spiritual. And that's that, that news is not advice. Let me illustrate this. Some of the greatest news that I've gotten to share in my life is also about a birth, the birth of my children. And I remember very fondly, very vividly, the wonderful feelings that came celebrating the three births of my wife and I's three children. I remember taking those moments alone there in the hospital to, like Mary, treasure up that experience. But news that is that good, you, you can't just keep it to yourself. We called up our parents. We let them know the news that they were grandparents. 
But here's the thing about news. News is not advice. And, and news isn't an opinion either. When I called up my parents, I didn't say, hey, I have something to tell you. Your grandparents, now let me give you some advice on how you should go about doing this. No, I didn't do that. I didn't say, hey, your, your grandparents now, I got to tell you my opinion on what some very logical next steps would be for you. No, because news is not advice. It's, it's not opinion. And that's what makes, well, this good news authentically good. Because news simply expresses something. It asks of you nothing. And in the case of the news that took place on Christmas Day, it, it gave you everything and asked from you nothing. Think about what that means when the angel showed up and made the proclamation that he did, a proclamation that was authentically good. He said, I have good news. Today, a savior has been born for you. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He didn't say, and now, listen, I have some advice on the next steps you're going to take to get right with your maker. He did not say, I have something to tell you. And listen, I have a really Serious opinion on the matter. I know God. I spend time with God in heaven. You want to get there? This is what you do. No, he said simply this. Today, for you, a savior has been born. It's news and it's authentically good, but I don't just want to tell you that, it, that there was news. What does the news mean? That we have a savior. That we who have sin, who, who have something that separates us from God and eternity and eternal joy with him, now have a Savior who so wanted to be with us that he did everything to get to us. He left his throne in heaven. He crawled through all of the muck and all of the messiness that mankind had made. He crawled his way right into a manger and up into a cross so that we are with him forever. You have a savior. This is not just news. This is authentically good news. And he is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He is Christos. He is the one promised from long ago to come and save his people in only way that he could. He's the word made flesh. He's Emmanuel. He's, he's God with us. That is the Christ, the one who is promised from long ago, now here with you in the flesh. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. He is the Lord who is good and gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love. He is the Lord, the, the one who is in charge of hosts of angel armies. He is here, and he is here to do the thing that only the Lord can do. The one who can set aside his wrath and instead give you mercy in place of guilt and sin, he is coming to give you what only he can give away. The fullness of Christ that he pours out over you again and again. This is news at Christmas, and it is authentically good news. Here's the way that Paul put it to Titus. When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because we followed all the great advice or or took it as one worldview and opinion that we could consider. But he saved us not because of anything we had done, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. 
Christmas is, at its very essence, news. It's simply news. But it's news that is authenticated, yes, but authentically good because it is the reflection of a good and gracious God who sent his son for us. And do you see, do you see how that causes great joy? I mean, you think back on all of the warm and fuzzy, cozy traditions that Christmas is so good at bringing out, you can have them all. You can watch a Charlie Brown Christmas and enjoy listening to Linus if you don't really think you need a savior. But you will not have great joy. You can enjoy giving gifts to your loved ones and and celebrating all of the traditions that you hold most dear and hanging decorations and lights if you think that this is not legitimate news or it's not all that good but you will not have great joy because the good news that is authenticated good news of authentic good from the goodness of God's heart to you at Christmas, the angel said it, it will cause great joy. You can't have great joy and you can't even celebrate Christmas if you don't realize what this news is, that it's good and it's news of a savior for me and you. But I got news for you. A savior has been born for you. Friends, let this cause what the Bible calls mega joy, great joy, what we're calling authentically true joy, joy that lasts forever, joy that it isn't based on feelings. It isn't based on a moment. Because as much as we might enjoy watching our kids and our grandkids open up presents, as much as we might enjoy waking up in our Christmas pajamas and how nice that feels, we know that that's not real life. And coldness comes. Uncomfortability happens. But your joy, authentic joy, remains. Authentic joy is not based on a feeling. It's not based on a moment. It's based on a fact. It's based on the fact that God himself came to be with you and God himself came, Emmanuel, at Christmas. He was your savior from sin and nothing can change that. He came, yes, for all people, but he came for you, even me, and nothing can separate you from him. What is true, real, authentic joy? Joy that lasts It's a joy that's not based on our moral performance, on the goals we did or didn't accomplish in 2023 or we set out to accomplish in 2024. Authentic joy is a joy based in a reality of your justification. We read that in Titus, that, that you are justified by the grace of God, the grace that God has poured out freely, continuously in Christ. What does that mean? Well, your justification is a reality. It's a declaration of a fact that God looked at your sin, looked at what Christ did to pay for that sin, and said, you are no longer guilty. You are no longer guilty of any of that. Instead, when I see you, I see my son, and that makes you, here's your reality, 
heirs, co-heirs with Christ, his son, his daughter. That is our basis of authentic joy. You might ask, how do I know? How do I know if I have it? If I'm living with that, because the truth is that this is great celebrating Christmas, being here with all of you, but just sometimes I, I, I just don't feel it. How do you know? I really wanted to be certain to leave you with certainty that you have authentic joy. I thought about it. I thought about how I would preach this part. So much so where I took a walk to think through how I can make it clear to you. Maybe think of an illustration for, for how you can know you have authentic joy. I thought for some time, but I couldn't come up with anything better than what we have in Luke chapter 2. It's the picture of the shepherds. And what we see with them is that authentic joy always causes an authentic response. Do you want to know how I know and you can know for certain that you have real, lasting, eternal joy, joy that only comes from the good news that you have a Savior and he's yours? Well, look at the shepherds. The first thing we see is that you, like them, research, you look into this Christ. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. How do you know that your joy is authentic and it's real? Friends, you look into these things. You look for Christ where Christ says he would be found. Like the angels who were to told the shepherds, look, you're going to find him in a manger wrapped in cloths. You know Christ isn't there, but you know he's in his word. How, how do you know that you have real, lasting, authentic joy? You, like the shepherds, go to the one place where he can be found and research him, maybe for the first time, look into these things that are, that are being claimed as authentic news and it's authentic good. You look into it, but if it's not even your first time, you know you do this search again and again. You go to the place where he's found, but let's be clear. Well, this is comfort to know that this is, this is authentic joy that moves me to do this. The basis of your joy is not in your search but it's in the fact that Christ came to search you out and he found you and he finds us again and again exactly where we need him most, with us. Not only do we search and research him, but friends, you report this good news. How do you know that you have authentic joy? Like the shepherds, you can't keep it to yourself. When they, that is the shepherds, had seen them, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. 
If you were to take a moment to just think through why you're here, who it is that, that encouraged you or invited you to be here, it's likely that there was someone, someone in your life who, who simply reported what they had experienced, some, some good news that had caused in them great joy, and they wanted you to experience it as well. That is naturally, authentically, the response to, to a person who, who hears or who knows some good news. And friends, you do this for one another. If, if you're here tonight because someone invited you, know this, it's because they have authentic joy and they wanted to share that with you. But at the very same time, as we, as we think about that being, being a sign of certainty that we have it, we know that it's not our reporting, but it's, well, our report card, if you will. That when Jesus Christ came, born of a virgin, begotten of the Father, at the very same time, he said, here's your report card. You have no sins. You have my grace. You have been given a new life, the washing and rebirth and renewal that comes by the Holy Spirit. And that, that's what caused great joy and leads to this final one. You rejoice in the good news like these shepherds. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, were just, which were just as they had been told. Do you want to know how I know and you can know that you have real authentic joy? You're going to return. I know that because we're going to do this 52 more times before the next time we celebrate Christmas. We're going to return right here, just as we did 52 times since the last time we celebrated this good news. You return rejoicing. Return rejoicing over the good news again and again, the good news that that never gets old, that causes joy, that never fades. Friends, this is, this is how you know that this joy is authentic, is because it creates in us this beautiful gospel cycle of hearing this good news and welling up in it yet again. So we search it out some more, we report it again, and we rejoice in it again. And we return. Yeah, here. But you also return to your sheep fields? No, to your lives, to your jobs, to the places where God has called you. And there, in ways that are great, like the angels, where you announce it beautifully or just ponder it in your heart, there you rejoice and praise a God who rejoices over you. Your rejoicing isn't the certainty of your joy, but it's the good news. It's the good news that your God rejoices over you, that your God calls you his joy. In Hebrews 12, talking about Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, it concludes by saying, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Friends, what is the joy set before him? It is the glory of being with you. It is the glory of coming to earth to be with you, to take you to be with him forever. It's joy that is yours because you know, 
you know authenticated news that, that is news of authentic good that causes authentically great joy. A Savior has been born for you. Come, let us adore him.